0: this is the e-commerce leader a show just for you the owner of a thriving online business in this bite-sized episode jason and kyle share a practical tip that every e-commerce leader should know let's jump in
1: i had no idea how to get a real traditionally published book deal done i had no idea at all and but i always wanted to write a real you know real book barnes and noble or whatever book you know and so uh 2011 i just started cranking out a blog marketing on pinterest.com uh, in a two week period, I wrote 25 articles on marketing on Pinterest and I, I didn't try to make it fancy. I literally opened a wordpress.com, you know, site, mm-hmm. uh, bought the domain. So at least it was marketing on Right. And just didn't care what the theme was. I just started cranking out content and it was so early yeah. that um, two weeks later, I got a book, Offer from a, a lady who had an, a deal locked up with a, a traditional company, publishing company, but she is a writer that didn't have Pinterest expertise. So she asked me, "Hey, do you want to co-author?" So that was my first book deal. That was uh, Pinterest Power 2012, and I just once I got that deal, I was like, "Oh, I'm all in on this. I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, whatever it takes to be, you know, legit at that." And so that turned into Instagram power, the second book, and then YouTube marketing power. So, so yeah, those are published with McGraw-Hill. And um, that was what originally happened. Um, yeah, so that's... Moral of, of the story,
0: massive, massive action. Like yeah. that probably wouldn't have happened unless yeah. you just like yeah. dove into creating all of that content on yeah. Pinterest and became yeah. like obsessed with it. So, yeah. Um, you want a book deal, just yeah. no, but, but seriously though, if you want to accomplish anything, right? Like it's massive action, massive action. You're like, I didn't, yeah. you don't want worried about the theme. You weren't yeah. like, Oh, did I get my color profile? Correct. No, you just put it, it up was, there and you took yeah. action. And then, um, yeah, that's and awesome. it was super
1: early and I didn't realize how early it was, but you know, you always have self doubt and that kind of thing. So I thought to myself, well, what if the sure. people running pinterest for coca-cola read this stuff they're going to be like dude who is this bozo but as it happens what you learn is that these sites and topics Mm -hmm. have sort of a a period where they kind of take off as in terms of popularity and um like in that case there just wasn't any content about marketing on pinterest on the internet that was very deep you know the total number of articles was so shallow that mine popped up when this lady just Googled these topics. Yeah. And so there's a timeliness to it. And that's sort of the first lesson I learned. You know, you, you just can't go back and talk about blogging right now, mm-hmm. unless you really have some kind of new angle or something. Right. No one's going to publish that work. No one's interested in that because it's like 15 years old as a concept. Sure. So that was the first thing. And then, you know, I, with Instagram, I was super into it in 2008 uh 12 and then the book came out in 2013 well it's only hitting its stride in like the last year or two where it's like becoming super trendy I mean Gary Vaynerchuk has just been Instagram 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 like for the last couple years and so I was real early so I'll
0: wait for Gary V to sort of like catch up to you because he's you know behind the (laughs) right yeah yeah um, exactly right yeah I'm like I think Lighter
1: behind all of those. Yeah, areas.
0: no, no, yeah. No, I, I, just, I'm just messing. But, um, I feel like though that there's another sort of learning, co- uh, uh, something to apply that's practical. And then it's like the life cycle of yeah. uh, a product, mm-hmm. uh, it, when you can apply it to your e-commerce. Like, there's early, yeah, and there's the uh, getting in at the beginning, and yeah. then you sort of ride that wave towards the maturation. But yeah. then there's a plateauing effect with with all mm-hmm. product products, and in some cases they're just fads. Yeah, and it completely will die out. Yeah. So how you think about the product selection for your business, how you think about the market that you enter, are yeah. you in a fad, are yeah. you in something that's sustainable? And where are you sort of at on that maturation cycle right. is important and it matters. So anyway, yeah. that's, that's my other takeaway. Yeah, because
1: it is super legit because you could see in a trend early and be into it. You could be too early, right? And so like, for example, my book, Pinterest power, it came out early. But then they, they were just changing functionality so fast that the books that came out like 2013, 2014 came out after mine. So they seemed fresher right. to publishers. So, of course, they went with that. Now, with Instagram, my book installed itself as sort of the authoritative book for Instagram. And the w- only reason I say that is because it's still on the shelves at Barnes & Noble, you know, like five years later. Um, and my other books aren't, but it it found its slot, you know what I mean? Like in, in literature. And, um, so that's, but that's, that kind of thinking applies to fidget spinners and just trendy topics. There's a, there's a timeliness to it. And if you can hit it where it's not too early, but you're not too late, you're kind of right at the. You catch the wave right at the right time, yeah, so that you can bake into everyone's, you know, algorithms and search, you know, outcomes and that kind of thing. So yeah, you can make a ton of money
0: riding the riding the trend, but you have to be able, really good at identifying it, right. you know, and yeah. don't put all your eggs in one basket for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt.
1: Good, yeah. No, I think that's totally true. So, what else yeah. you want to know, man?
0: Um, that is that is very cool. So, why do why choose the traditional publishing route um, rather than sort of self-publish? I'll just go throw mm-hmm. it on Kindle and mm-hmm. you know do my thing. Like, why pick one or the other?
1: Yeah. Well, if you can do both, the answer is do both. Sure. So that it's it's obviously hard to get a traditionally published book deal these days. It's much much easier to get your book on Kindle because you can do it yourself or have somebody do it for you. Um, so you know that's really where. Um, that's where your mind goes with it. Getting a traditionally published book deal is just um, a challenge. Um, the benefit of having it is you can get the book distribution that only those companies, you know, get there. I mean, you, you know, you, you yeah. can't generally get your self published book into the airport, mm-hmm. uh, you know, books uh, right, right. store and, or Barnes and Noble, that kind of thing. So that's the reason, um, you know, you've got distribution through traditional that's still meaningful and valid. But then self-publishing is easy. You can do whatever you want. Nobody tells you no, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you have sort
0: of the weight of this behemoth industry giant behind yeah. Behind you so they can yeah. kind of open doors that you and they do. Not- yeah.
1: They do PR. They, they get you speaking right. gigs at conferences, stuff like that. Generally, I mean that's yeah. – So
0: sort of in lieu of, like if you can do both, great, you do both. But like if you yeah. can't get the deal – yeah. And you obviously self publishing is the route yeah. that you end up taking to, to push that stuff forward.
1: Yeah. And the simplest thing is blogging, and then blogging can turn in easily to Kindle and create space publishing. Right. And for audiobooks, uh ACX. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, very Audible cool. is the platform. But ACX.com is a site you use to pu- publish audiobooks. Yeah.
0: Very, very cool. And you could be audiobooks, look at pod- well, part of it I think too is just, you know, crafting and mastering your skill set, right? Like mm-hmm. You went through and were creating a bunch of content, and at the same time, crafting your style and your messaging, working yeah. towards that, and that yeah. only gets better as you uh,
1: continue. Hope so. I mean, the, you, you know, you hope job. you learn as you go. You well, hope you improve as a writer. There, there is trade craft.
0: There yeah. there is for sure, and you're going to be forced to because now, if you do get a book deal, you're going right. to go through the editing process. You're going to do you know, you're, you're going to be shredded by all these people that are going to tear your your work apart. Yep. That's only to reconstruct to make you better. what you're doing so I think through the process you you would uh you would hopefully get better you'd be forced to get better and yeah I think um so so there's been some nuggets already dropped I feel like um just kind of unpacking this but if you were an e-commerce seller how would you implement this type of work to sort of support your own brand support what you're trying to accomplish
1: yeah I mean the the opportunity is huge for everybody so right now I mean if you've got any product that you're selling online, the first question is what information does a, a buyer generally want in association with that product mm-hmm. and can you deliver it to them? So how to guides, you know, stories related to product. I mean, it depends on the niche and industry, but sure. so, you know, so much of a buying decision is contingent on education. And mm-hmm. so that whole element of shopper education, you can go so deep into that. Um, And that's really the kernel of the idea. And then so educate your consumer. And then how you do that can morph into three or four or five different what you might call modalities. Um, One of our best selling online courses is for our e-commerce site, Pixie Fair, is called uh, the Design Academy. That started, the content for it started in our newsletter with just 12 topics that we did sequentially, 12 in a row. Nice. And that turned into a course that we've been selling for seven, eight years that just is a perennial fantastic seller for us as a video course now. But the idea of it was just these 12 simple little par- you know, paragraph sized mm-hmm. you know, pieces of info, but it was revolving around this consumer education idea. And so that will work for any industry, for any yep. uh, e-commerce seller, I-, I think. I mean, I don't know. I, one, yeah, one, I would agree. I,
0: so. I think... It's sort of education-based marketing. It's yeah. content marketing at like its yeah. core. Like you, you think yeah. about your the student or sorry, not the student, wrong, wrong industry. You yeah. think about the consumer journey, right? You think yeah. about where they start. That what what do they have to decide on to get to the point where they're going to buy from you specifically? And how then do you develop your content to sort of match that journey? And where in the funnel does, does that content fit? And so uh, I know I totally agree. I think you, you have to. I think that's the expectation. I think your competitors probably, like the big people in the spaces and in the niches that you're in, um, are doing this for the most part. Maybe. Yeah, they, they certainly could
1: be or should be. Uh,
0: or yeah. At least they should be. Yeah. In many cases, they probably are at some level. Yeah. But in some cases, maybe you, that is your way in too. Like it just yeah. depends on on the yeah. niche. But
1: I think for e-commerce sellers, it's really important to think through the difference between in-store yeah. sales experience and online sales experience. So just as an example, the primary currency for in-store experience is you've got to compel them to act now because they'll just walk out of your store and be gone, right? right? right but on in e-commerce you they could be with you for hours yeah the degree to which they're with you is the degree to which you have something that compels them to keep learning keep listening mm-hmm. keep you know discovering and so that rabbit trail you can create online is way 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 different it's like saying to some like imagine you had a jewelry store at your local you know downtown and somebody walks in, you don't, you just see them walk in, they're with their spouse, maybe they're looking, you greet them. And then at that moment, something's either gonna click and they stay or they kind of, you know, bounce. Um, yeah. But even if you said, How are you? and they sit down with you, imagine having a two hour webinar or presentation Mm -hmm. in your back room ready for them to walk right into and sit down and go through. Like you'd never do that. No. In a retail environment. You just, that wouldn't work. Yeah. The only only time that that
0: would happen is if someone's (laughs) trying to like sell you like condos and they have a room thing (laughs) where they take you back there and like, Oh, let me me do that. Right. Everyone hates that. that. You don't want to be there.
1: No, but so, but online, you could have so much content that's education in nature that they, you've got that opportunity and, And so uh, Kindle books, uh, physical books, you know, um, audio books, uh, you know, the whole nine yards are all available to you. And so, yeah, so that's the kernel of the idea, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's great. It's it's kind of like how
0: how many lures can you get in the water? Mm -hmm. So using a fishing analogy, like you're creating all of these different sort of opportunities for people to enter in. Uh, sort of to your ecosystem, your funnel, your brand—that um, only serves that serves you in that in that capacity. So I, yeah, I think that that's really really smart how to think about how to position. Also, once you have a book, the other thing that I think that does—if you have some sort of like published content, regardless of even if that book never sells—and you know, like yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not a New York Times bestseller on my book—the mere fact that you've taken the time and created it, and you have it, and you can display it, and you can sell it provides you some instant sort of credibility and authority in yeah. your space, right. that is worth it just to have that, oh, I'm an author of this particular topic. So I think there's some value in that too, uh, particularly if you're selling sort of a higher end product or a higher end service, or there's a service component connected to your product in your e-commerce business that just gives you levels of credibility that I think um, are
1: important. Yeah. Credibility. It also allows you to bond with, customers, right? right? The longer, you know, the, the number one metric for in-store retailers is time in the store. And, and yep. people have researched the crap out of this. If you look at, uh, yep. Paco, Paco Hill's work, um, and why we buy, they have tons of consumer research related to in-store retailing. And the number one determinant of how much people will buy is how long they're in the store. Right. And so, cause it goes together, right? So, but bonding is super key. So, uh, so this type of content allows you to really bond with customers or them to bond with you in uh, meaningful ways. So, I mean, that's another reason to, to consider how to do it. Yeah, Yeah. no, I think that, that that's great. And, and
0: to, that, to the point about sort of the uh, offline in-store experience, the barrier of entry for me to go back to a store, I, I have to get in my car or walk or actually go there with intention. If you just send me like a cool email that has a button, I click and I'm back instantly in your store, I I, I may have to do that a few times to actually be ready to buy. And that's what obviously the data shows, you know, right? You have to have multiple brand interactions before someone actually becomes a purchaser. As opposed to me just going to the store, I might see something, you know, or in my case, I go to the store when I'm hungry and then I just buy a bunch of stuff that I really didn't want to be begin <laughs> with. Right. Um, because I, right. I, I'm, I'm a target rich right. uh, audience member. And I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to buy. I'm a buyer. I'm a buyer because I'm hungry and yep. I'm just buying the stuff that I normally wouldn't buy. So I used to be brought back to the store and kind of warmed up over time. And it takes multiple interactions. And one of the ways I think that helps establish that is that, because that content that you create for your book can be repurposed in so many ways. It's not one exactly. and done, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, I've created this content for the book. I can turn it into the audio stuff that you mentioned. I can repurpose it in email form. I mean, just so many different ways you can use that level of content.
1: No, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. I think that
0: is, that's fantastic. So I got uh, one final question that was sort of in my uh mind on my list yeah, uh, yeah so can you give us a tip uh that can help people in terms of say instagram right because you're writing this book on instagram you're getting like all oh, sure. this like feedback from people you're interviewing and the research you're doing and what you are inter- interacting with uh people on so you're getting some so let's 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 break this down like what is a tip on instagram that people can implement right now today in their business to help them sort of uh, utilize that channel more efficiently.
1: Yeah. And, um, it's fascinating because Instagram was so simple like five years ago <laughs> and now it's like, there's so much. So for e-commerce sellers, there's so much functionality available to us. Um, so, I mean, the, the number one tip is get on Instagram, set up your business account and start to work through basic marketing tactic. And basic marketing tactic would be have a profile that's, you know, tied to your business Mm -hmm. avatar in terms of your ideal customer and a visual strategy in terms of photos and videos Mm -hmm. that speaks to that person in a meaningful way. That's like just, that's still the, the marketing plan that was, you know, three, four, five years ago. It's still the the marketing plan. Uh, That's easier to do in some niches and industries than others. I get it. Totally understand as Jason Miles author speaker, that's much harder than, you know, than Pixie Fair doll clothes pattern sellers. And so I totally get the differences between the industries. But nonetheless, the first steps would be get on the platform, set up your profile and start to identify your tribe and and, um, you know, see how you can serve your tribe. I mean, there are a ton of of technical tips, tricks, methods, strategies, and in the book I'm going through all of them. Right. Um, but the core of it at this point is just the question as a marketer, are you on Instagram? Yeah, Now, I think so. I think
0: that's a really valid point because at some point you, there's so many different things to work on in your business, so many different social media channels. Yeah. You wanna focus on the ones that I think are gonna have yeah. the most opportunity for success. Yeah. And so you have to sort of decide yeah. Am I going to be on Instagram? Does Instagram matter to me? Do yeah. I want to be on that platform? Is, yeah. is that important? And then you just make that conscious yeah. decision. Part of it comes down to just making a decision. And then once right. you make that decision, you then implement and get the information you need. You buy Instagram power yeah. 2.0 or whatever, uh, whatever the version will be end up b- yeah. being named. Um, and you dig in and you make the standard operating procedures right. around it in your business. You, Uh, do it yourself. You get your VA to do it. You hire it out to an agency, whatever it takes to sort of scale that and then get ROI and then establish what those metrics. So like you just make a business decision, I think. And you, yeah.
1: I think a lot of people are at the point where they're, they've made business decisions related to social. Right. So so for the first question is, is social media, you know, in your marketing mix Mm -hmm. and if so in what versions or forms, and if that if that question came up four five, six years ago, then it might be, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now. So the question is, what is the most optimal mix for you? And is the return on investment there? Um, I can just sort of tell you, like for our business, it's always been Facebook and Pinterest, number one and number two. Mm-hmm. I wrote the book on Instagram and I'm telling you for us, it's Facebook and Pinterest, number one and two. Um, but that doesn't mean Instagram isn't. Uh, incredibly valuable and what happens of course with these things is they become in and out of fashion of course we all remember myspace but no one's trying to do marketing on myspace anymore that i'm aware of i'm crushing it there yeah because i'm the only one. facebook has really hit the rocks (laughs) if you just i mean to be honest if you look for example at the referral traffic over the last five years to websites um, and you know user growth that those kinds of things Um, the controversies related to its use and, um, you know, these things come in and out of vogue and Twitter is becoming more and more, um, unloved, I guess you could say by both users and marketers. Um, Facebook has become unloved by millennials and younger. Um, and, you know, Instagram is just having its moment and, it's interesting. And you know, I don't, don't believe me. I mean, like Gary Vee is who we mentioned. He's obviously the authority in the social site site kind of space and his keynote speeches this year say to everyone, if you're not on Instagram, you're missing a massive moment in time. Mm -hmm. And you know, so it's kind of interesting to think about in terms of prioritization. So for us as our business, Facebook will still be there because our demographic skews way older. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinterest is super important to us cause we have visual product emphasis. Um, but then Instagram is really where all the millennials are hanging out. It's current. It's got huge energy. There's over a billion users now. Um, it's just, it's got this massive momentum and the marketing tools are awesome. Um, and because it's owned by Facebook, all the advertising elements are really tied to Facebook. So it's mm-hmm. really baked in in many ways in the back end advertising etc into Facebook. So I think that's a reason to consider Instagram. Uh, For sure. A, a few reasons to consider it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now that's cool. So if someone wanted to, what's what is the best way just sort of get launched into uh, like growing your Instagram account yeah. right, and your social media stuff.
1: Social media stuff or Instagram? Both. I mean, Instagram well, yeah, specifically,
0: sure. but you mean yeah. you can think yeah. of it kind of holistically.
1: Yeah, I think the first thing that you've got to do, and this is a, uh, I'm speaking as a humble practitioner that's finding my way with these things. Like, you know, I'm a writer of the book and I have no claim to being the authority. We use Instagram yeah. well for our company and I use it less well for me as an author speaker. But I think the first thing is um, clarify your tribe and who you want to be to them. What visual story do you want to tell to your people, your idea followers and get that on lockdown, test it, see how people respond, you know, and then start to work through that. Now hashtags are huge help in that regard. You can follow hashtags. You can see, you know, who's posting on hashtags, who's commenting on hashtags. Instagram has really taken hashtag methodologies to sort of a much higher level than anyone else at this point. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, the concept started on Twitter, I think in 2007, with a user coming up with the the concept, but Instagram is really perfected as an art form in terms of finding your ideal tribe. And the framework for my new book, the rewrite of Instagram power, I'm using that tribe met metaphor, and I'm also using it as a framework, T-R-I-B-E. And I'll leave the details of that to the book Ooh. readers, but that's the that's the framework I'm using and so okay. you've got that, um, the, the steps involved. Yeah, that's sort of the idea. But but in general, that's the, the key takeaway. Because if you get on Instagram, and you don't do that work, you'll just feel lost. You'll feel like it's just chaos, just randomness. So you've got, got to it. sort down to getting your ideal prospect and who you want to be to them. So once you've done that step, what have you found to be a, a really
0: effective way to sort of jumpstart and kick that, you know, using hashtags, using that stuff. Um, Is there a particular sort of um, process that you found to be effective in sort of
1: growing? Yeah. I mean, it's hand to hand. I mean, it is liking, commenting, following, it's engaging, it's being real. Now, you know, interestingly, when I wrote the book five years ago, I called Instagram like social media light with the idea that no one really would talk on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really for a lot of, you know, like Facebook was for talking, you know, right. Right, right, and Instagram right. was just for photo sharing. Well, that's not true anymore, actually. As people have migrated to Instagram, it has become about conversation yep. uh, more and more. And so you, you want to engage with people in an authentic way or have your team do it or whoever's on point. You know, if you talk to Gary Vee, he'll say, get on there and actually have real conversations. And he calls people mm-hmm. out for not doing it. And it's yeah. a, a rebuke to all of us right i remember and i you know gary v is you know kind of love hate relationship with him he's definitely not my kind of uh we're, we're from different worlds let's put it that way but i'll never forget following him on twitter um and he he, he sent me a note back that said thanks for the follow and I was like, oh, that's cool. Is that a a robot plug that you've got installed to to thank people for following you? He made me a video. And he said, Jason, this is me for real. And it was in the back of a taxi.
0: That's and funny.
1: It a video. And I was like, wow. That I mean, is legit. Totally like props for that. So, that's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's
0: cool. So, so pick who you want to be to your audience. Yeah make sure you're actually engaging with them because yeah. engagement does
1: matter. Yeah. is there um, Social contests would be the other what, one. That what, what's, the, what's the third? Okay. Yeah. yeah let's content. talk about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's real straightforward. I mean, you, you know, if you want to blow up any social or email marketing work, I mean, you know what you and I have been right. teaching for the last six to eight months is social contests. Absolutely. You know, there's no doubt that having, you know, images, um like to comment upon share that kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know doing contests that include instagram absolutely rock star status you will grow your followership um you will get to legit you know kind of uh, impact and you'll include your audience in exciting ways you know it'll yeah. be fun so yeah um absolutely would say contests would be the thing obviously we're doing the contests uh workshop. So we can tee it up for that. Let's just, I guess, talk about that a little bit as we wrap up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So in September we're doing social contests, take action group. So this is a perfect segue to, uh, to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, that is going to be a one month intensive where you get to have us help you set up contests. And if you've never run a contest, yeah, We'll walk you through the training. You get our full training, all of the training we've done. We have a whole course. It's one of my top rated courses that I've ever done. You get that when you sign up. And if you've already taken it, then we go straight to implementation right. and we walk through how to do a contest well. Contests work incredibly well if you get the basics locked down. Mm-hmm. If you try a contest and it doesn't work, I can guarantee you, it's because you didn't do something right, right? I mean, it's like they will work if yeah. you get them right. And it's a learning experience. I mean, it's, it takes exercise and practice and that kind of thing. But a lot of the basics, um, I've just been doing contests for 10 years. We started on YouTube, February, 2008, started doing contests. So 10 years later, I'm still doing them a couple times a week. Um, it's been, I think, my long, longest standing marketing method. I suppose email marketing and contests. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's going to be awesome. Um, you've crushed it with contests. You're going to be helping lead contest, the way. Contests, yeah. Contests still
0: played. are a, a major major component to what we do. So, uh,
1: yeah, it's been a what great. What are people going to get from you in terms of your perspective in September if they jump in with us?
0: Um, I think it, how to really sort of set up the Facebook advertising campaigns for your contest, some strategies mm-hmm. around that. That's what we, because we had literally no email list, no nothing. We started from scratch and uh, continue to sk- keep scaling up our, our stuff. Uh, so we're going to talk for about that. Yeah. 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 yeah for our and even for the skateboard stuff as well. Okay. And then uh, we're going to talk about that. Talk about different ways to run positioning contests. I'm, I'm kind of, I, I want to. This is something that's been on my mind, and I, I'm going to test it, I think, for our tech action group. It's kind of like contest inception. I actually want to run a main <laughs> contest, but then actually have some additional periphery contests to dump more traffic into it. I want to yeah. test it. I've kind of been thinking about how to execute that using Amazon and a couple of different things to push more p- people into m- the main contest. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll run a live case study for that because um, yeah. I have wanted to try that for a while, and I've been looking for. Um, a good opportunity to do that. And this take action group would be a really cool place to sort of experiment in real time how this might work. So,
1: yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we're going to devise the training so that you you get trained on the basics, foundational marketing strategy for contests as the first thing, and then implementation. So in the month, you will start and finish at least one contest with all of the expert techniques strategies and proven methods that we teach you'll start with those and you'll see how it goes and we'll be there the whole way along with you so that we can basically say hey here's why this isn't working or you know here's how to evaluate what's occurring or here's why this seems to be crushing it here's an enhancement you can add on in real time during your contest being live those types of techniques so that you really go through the whole process of launching and learning from a contest to build your tribe and your following. And if you do it right, you'll end up with email list um, that is really, you know, it pops. And, you know, the degree to which y- it pops, we can't promise, but we have students that have absolutely crushed it. Right. Pat is, of course, our, uh, you know, a student who went through the in the training sessions with us. Mm-hmm and got 15,000 email addresses in five weeks. That's sort of the case study we have in the training. Um, yeah, you get the email list, you'll get the social follower, uh, on multiple sites. So if you want to blow up Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll show you how to do that. Um, and, or Pinterest or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so that's the exciting part. So anyway, so all that to say, jump in with us. Um, I'll add a link to how to sign up for the take action group. Um, and in underneath this video and, uh, We'd love to have you participate, and it's going to be awesome. So the month of September is going to be contest
0: month. It is going to be cool. There's just sort of like three big things I think that I sort of take away from what this is, as opposed to you just taking a course. One, you're going to get the content, but also you're going to get a a month-long worth of coaching from us on your contest. So (laughs) we're basically giving you coaching, (laughs) hand-holding, walking you through, helping you build which is a lot of value and you're getting it a lot cheaper than what you would if you were to hire us back door to our one-on-one coaching. It is. is. So there's that component. number one, number two, we're going to be writing you a checklist of daily activities to take, which then you can then implement, take that checklist and sort of translate that into a standard operating procedure for your business. So you can then, do the next contest you have, yeah. hand it off to your uh, staff or your VAs or whatever you want to do to implement to kind of scale this side of your business, you're gonna have a really a, a, a useful checklist to be able to do that with. Yeah. And absolutely. then um and then like thirdly, I think that we're uh, gonna do over the shoulders, right? You're of gonna us, do over the shoulders with that. Yeah. Plus we're actually throwing in a guarantee that, that says if you don't hit 300 actual sort of um uh, what did we call them? Leads. I leads. Guess you could, yeah, yeah, I mean, 300 leads.
1: Followers, yeah.
0: Followers, you know, either be email subscribers or followers. So basically, people in your that are familiar with your brand, yeah. your audience. You're building at least 300 people for your audience. Um, we're going to help you do that and literally do it for you until you can hit that number. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're making sure that you're actually getting it done. And not just be like, uh, you know, if you tried it, you got 50, well, then we're going to work with you until you can get to 300, fix what needs to be fixed. And we're guaranteeing that part of it as well. So, uh, I don't know how it can
1: get better than that. I don't know. I
0: mean, if you want to do social contests, this is definitely the opportunity to jump in and do that and uh, take advantage of it and, and really knock it out of the park. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a fun month. So, but between now and then, I gotta write a book. So, <laughs> yeah, you gotta write a book. And so, yeah, that's what I'll be working on. Stuff. Yeah, no doubt. All right, my man. Good times, good times. All right. Have well, a get, fantastic. Get week. back to writing.